Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live on this Sunday evening from the Smut Studio in lovely Venice Beach, California, with my co-host on the left, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. I invoked a little Dave Chappelle there. Yeah. Prano. Prano. I looked in the YouTube comment section. I have to briefly address this as we go live. Comments about my haircut. People already coming in with hot takes that it's bad. Uh, look, man, it's just hair. But then I see someone who says nice guys for the record. I, I mean, to, personally, I don't think I, I think it's hard to be as bad as w- lines on a white guy. Yeah. So, like he fixed you as far as I'm concerned. That's what he did. Trippy yeah. said, come in. The lines are already grown in. I'll give Trippie's you a- like, I know you were doing this for the race, bro. But now come in and just be a regular person. Because <laughs> this is not acceptable unless it's some sort of novelty marathon thing. Come in and be white again, bro. No. We already got ideas. We already got ideas for future cuts. I'm not going to reveal them. Okay. Not going to reveal them. Prano, are you happy, though? You should be in a good mood. Should there's I been, be? There, there's been, yeah, because there's been so much discussion in the last few months and complaints about the weather in Southern California. All weekend, mid-70s, sunny, clear skies. Yeah, but I think I did this... Uh... I think I did this our last episode or two episodes ago. I I already commented that the weather was back and I was feeling I was feeling good. So yeah, it was a fantastic, beautiful weekend in sunny Southern California. I spent uh, I spent today working the Gays game as their social media correspondent. Shout out to the Venice Gays. They got their first win today. Shout out to Laz. Shout out to Lazarich. And uh, I spent yesterday down in the South Bay. You know I love the South Bay. I've always been a South Bay fan. Spent spent the day yesterday in Hermosa. Lovely. I, you know, I was in Hermosa this week too. Great. Should hang out there sometime. We should. No, we shouldn't. We should. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe. Why not? It's wonderful down there. I love it. Yeah, our boy Chris Wild, South Bay resident. Love Redondo. Hanging, love hanging out with Wild. Yeah, I don't know if I can hang out with him anymore. That's okay. I don't think I, th- I, you know, Chris, Chris Wilde and I have such a strong bond that I'm not sure your presence is needed. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I thought of him. I was in Redondo. Don't think of him. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Okay. <laughs> no, All right. Kidding. So nice. So nice little good weekend. You got some surfing in. Got a little surfing in. Yeah. Been, been getting, been getting in the water a lot more. Got to get back to my, uh, got to get back to my fighting weight. Your roots. Yeah. And uh, it feels good to surf, man. Surfing, uh, it changes my outlook on life like entirely. There's, you, as you have said, maybe I'm addicted to my phone. Can't bring your phone in the ocean. Love it. Uh, I mean, look at that phone. Look at Joe. Look at Joe's phone right next to him. It's like a dog just well, right next well, to him. Where I mean, I usually put it on the stool, but it's the stool's a little. Packed. I turn mine off now. I, I say, you know, this is my new thing. I I went. I saw that movie. I saw Lance Bass's new documentary. Turned it off. Turned it off now. I'm like, 
I don't need it. I don't care who's texting me, trying to call me. I'm just going to say, I mean, a lot of times you. during the show, but pre-intern or between interns, I would have to go and do some stuff. So maybe it'll get turned off. But, you know, just in case. We have Aaron emergency. here today. Yeah. We have Twerks with Wolves. Um, but yeah, been, been surfing and enjoying the weather. And now on Tuesday, I fly to 30 degree Alaska. That's got to be exciting. Kind of no, kind. I mean, I'm, I've I've been loving the weather here, so it's, it'll be it'll be difficult to get away. But I am excited for my first visit to Alaska. Checking a state off the list. I was gonna say Check states and ballparks. That's on my uh, thing. I know, you know. Obviously, there's countries in the world I'd love to explore as well. There's so many places I want to go. But it seems like seeing all of the 50 states is something that you should do. I think that's a, an amazing a bucket list thing person. that everybody should do. I, I'm so, all for that. So after I after I have Alaska, remarkably, I've still not been to Hawaii. Um, I feel like Hawaii is going to be like California for me. Like I feel like if I go to Hawaii, if it catches me on the right day, I might end up like moving to Hawaii. You know? Yeah. I'm a little scared of it. A little scared of how much I'm going to like Hawaii. People Alaska, talk- Hawaii. People I've talked about Hawaii. It's obviously absolutely scenically gorgeous, but I think sometimes people said you get like a cabin fever. Sure. Because you're stuck there. Yeah. I would have that. I love pineapple. I love pokey. I love surfing. Uh, I'd probably be fine. I heard in Hawaii, you set that you set that hinge radius up to two miles. You cover the whole island. <laughs> <laughs> I think, the, I think my, the biggest thing would be, I don't know if I could be where do they film Magnum P.I. I think that would probably ruin my day all the time. Just always going by the shoot. Some... Yeah. Some non-mustached Mexican guy playing Magnum P.I. Just, I'd just be like kicking rocks and stuff. Yeah, you'd have issues with that. I really do. I really, I really do. I've gone in depth on it on other podcasts and maybe this one even. Well, do you want to hop into baseball? We have baseball. Excuse me. We have baseball. Uh, Sunday Night Baseball just ended. Sure. We can hop into baseball. Then, of course, we'll be covering March Madness this episode. Uh uh, an interesting win total, the first NFL win total, Vegas odds has been released, and I thought there were some interesting ones. We'll cover that. Dirtball calls later on in the show, and all our friends in YouTube. So if you guys want to leave any comments here live on YouTube, we will be covering that as well. Okay, so Phillies just defeated the Braves 5-1, to one, and uh, Bryce Harper, he made it through his first series as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. I believe, did he hit, he, I mean, he hit one tonight. Is that his second homer? I believe it is. Yeah. He's going to hit a lot of home runs in Philly. There was never a doubt about that. Um, they're 3-0. Swept the Braves. Philly uh, off to a hot start at home. Uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't a believer in the Phillies. I, I mean, that, that's not really true. Uh, I didn't pick them to win the division. I am a believer in all the talent they have. But the Philly factor is, you know, is a serious thing. And... I don't know. I know the 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 reports are that he was being booed. I watched multiple videos. Okay, so and was he being properly booed? I mean, there there were some boos. So Bryce Harper was booed his first game. He struck out twice. Spoiler, Phillies fans, he's going to strike out a lot. Yeah, he does. He does. He strikes out a lot. He struck out in this game. Yeah, in the at bat after he hit a home run. He's a fucking big swinger. He yanks his head. He swings on. He's the the one thing about uh, Bryce Harper, and I've said this to my more baseball savvy friends. um, 
he guesses a lot. And, yeah. and that's how you hit bar, balls really, 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 really far is by guessing where they're going to be and swinging really hard at that spot. And was, sometimes was, was that a diss at me, a low-key diss at my more baseball-savvy friends? No, just because what I meant by that is like when you talk to – when I talk to like the Tony Calabrese's and the Andy yeah, yeah. Laz's or the whatever the world, guys who have faced like big, crazy, hard pitching, like you know major league level pitching, the idea of guessing – yeah, at the plate is, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are hearing me say that and know what I mean by it. But like on another level, like I've even asked those people, I'm like, is it me or is he guessing? Because you can be a big swinger, but I but the way he strikes out a lot and the way a lot of times he strikes out on, you know, fastballs on the outside part of the plate. I'm like, how much is he guessing? And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm asking guys that I find more knowledgeable to the ins and outs of baseball than even myself. I think I'm pretty fucking knowledgeable. But I, I said to Tony, I was like, hey, man, how much is he guessing? And he's like, probably a fucking lot. You know, it's probably just his approach to to hitting. Is he, he's, a, he's a guesser. Sure. Which, uh, so yeah, I mean, Phillies fans, you're going to get some strikeouts, so... I don't know. Relax, I guess. I mean, come on, Philly. Yeah, but um, you know what I'm sick of, and I've I don't even think I have the energy after such a beautiful weekend in the sun here in California to properly, you know, express my distaste for Philly fans. And I've done it so much on the show. I'm not sure we need it, but like I'm also so sick of the Philly fan response under every article or tweet. After they do some shit like this, we're like typical media painting us as let's got guys. You were booing, yeah. Like you're booing the first. Here's my thing. You, oh, we were joking. You're well, booing. That's not a great joke. You're booing. It's the first. It's like being game. a 35 year old man, be like, "Fuck your mom, dude." It's like, yeah. oh, it's kind of inappropriate. Like it's, we're not 10. It's the first game. Yeah, it's the first game. Typical fucking shitty sports media. Saying we're assholes for booing. It's like, guys, you are. You're trash. It's the same fucking thing over and over. Boston, you're racist. Philly, you're dumb fucking garbage people. Well, again, it's it's anything there's smoke, there's fire. It's the people who... I was still getting into arguments last week with people about Michael Jackson. It's like, we're still... It's the same thing. It's like, there's so much evidence against Philly fans being trash. The truth is there. Yeah. And it, just uh, like there, uh, just like the truth is there that Michael Jackson just like, you know, slept with children and fucked them. It's just like the, There's facts. the Boston thing. It's like the guy, another guy was suspended. I think they said they suspended him two years, which is just like classic Boston. Instead of suspending him for life, they suspended him for two years from the Boston, from TD Garden or whatever for screaming racist shit at the Celtics fans. And then people put under it like Boston, most racist city in fucking America. Like it bubble. And, all the Boston fans, like, typical media, painting us. It's like, guys, Bill Russell won 11 fucking championships there. He says you're racist. <laughs> he stopped going to Boston. Can you imagine not going some to a city where you're the most successful sports hero in their long and storied sports history because those people are racists? That's wild. Yeah. Dude, you're racists. Philly, you're trash bags. Oh, we were... The, the, who... Joe, who boo jokes people? 
Well, is that what is that what the, the I don't know. That's that, that's I, that's why I asked you because you said you saw the video. I watched a couple. I saw videos. a lot of claims that they were like, oh, it's like that's not a joke. I don't know if you guys I, I, like. I mean, let me put that, it this way: that, that, that's a whole other criticism, Philly. Oh, you guys don't even understand jokes. It it wasn't. I it, raped a girl. I was kidding. It wasn't <laughs> like what? It wasn't the entire stadium okay but let me put this way i watched multiple it videos was the despicable 40 percent of their fans there was enough fans that you heard it is my point i saw different camera angles because then i saw articles being like two people booed stories blown out like it'd be like a local philly website defending themselves saying like three people booed i'm like well no if three people booed out of forty five thousand, you wouldn't 40, hear 000, them you wouldn't hear them right i watched enough videos that you heard them yeah it's not a good look. You that, heard. That's, that's all I'm going to say. It's not a good look for Philly. Yeah. It's not a good look. Uh, but we, we finished opening series for most teams. Christian Yelich now has dropped a or he's hit a home run. In every game. Every game. Yeah. It's a pretty short listing. It's like six players have done that. But he's the only one who's been a reigning MVP to do that. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. Guy's still seeing it really well. Obviously, he didn't have the best uh, postseason, but... He's obviously, um, you know, he's coming off an MVP year, and he's he's hit his stride as a as a player. Um, f- fantastic! I, I like. I mean, I hated Christian Yelich when he was on the uh, Florida Marlins, but I've always liked his uh, his style of play. He just, you know, he just seems like a fucking seems like a guy who loves to play baseball. Yeah, great start. And uh, another baseball news. This is breaking news. Xander Bogarts. Seven year, 132 million for the fans you were just talking about. Those lovely, respectable Boston Red Sox fans. Pretty, pretty solid deal uh, for you know one of the cornerstones of of the the, the youth movement there in Boston. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people in certain parts of Boston yelling the N word right now, um, but <laughs> you know. Uh, pretty good player, guys. Uh, I think I think that's only yelled when he does bad. Well, I, I have a feeling, based on the people I know, uh, not not even the people I'm like friends with, but like the the racist Boston trash that I have uh, come across over the years. Not sure they wouldn't just like replace the majority of their like. Yeah, it's great. Mookie Betts is great, but like, be better if it's Trout. You know, be better if it's Yelich. And we're like, what? You mean because he's black and that guy's white? It's like, you know, just saying. You're like, okay. Well, who wouldn't want Mike Trout on their team? Right. My point is, like... Because he's white. Yeah. I think that's what they're saying. Who's number one on your most hated list? Is it Boston or Philly? It's got to be Philly, right? I don't... I'm not a Yankee fan or a Jets fan, so I don't have to deal with the Boston... Uh, I don't have to deal with the Boston, you know, rivalries in my sports life. Knicks, my Knicks have been bad enough where like the the Knicks Celtics rivalry isn't really a thing. It's not a rivalry. Um, and so for me, it's Philly because I have dealt with Phillies fans and I have dealt with Eagles fans up close and personal. I've gone to Boston events as a New York fan in Boston, and I've done and I've just seen them, and it's not great, but. The shit that I had to deal with in Philly was like next level. Yeah. So that's why I've always hated them and I've been open about hating them because I was like, oh, I've seen, 
I've seen the way New York fans, Mets fans, Giants fans, whatever, will treat a po- opposition, the opposition's fans coming into our ballpark. And I was never super like proud of it, you know. But then when I went to Philly, I was like, oh, like the us calling you an asshole when you walk up the thing is like the nicest thing you do when we visit your ballpark. Like when you come to the Giant Stadium and we're like, asshole, asshole. It's like, that's not cool. But like, that's the worst. But when you're like, oh, we're going to slash your tires. We're going to spit on you. We're going to throw food at you. We're going to boo our own fan, our own players. We're going to throw batteries. Yeah. We're going to fucking try to incite violence. You're bad people. Well, and, and more shitty fan news. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers fans. Los Doyers. Jesus Christ. There's a lady fight in the bleachers. I saw that. Well, that's minor. I tweeted yeah. that out. Uh, but now we don't know if these were not these were not related incidents. I don't think these were related incidents. So yeah, so there's a tweet. I think it was the second game Friday night against the Arizona Diamondbacks. There's a massive bleacher fight. That's why I don't like to sit in the bleacher seats at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it, it was it was a female. It was an all female fight. And the security comes. You guys should watch it again. It's on our Twitter feed. Security comes, but the savage women continue to fight. It's like you're trying to hold them back, and and they. Keep fighting, keep throwing punches, but uh, this is really bad. The other story is a man is on life support. Yeah. Life support after being severely hurt at an incident at Dodger Stadium. Uh, this was also Friday night. The, the thing about the Dodgers fans that I've noticed. Um, he, he suffered real quick. A fractured skull. Yeah. It's um, basically the same thing that happened to the fucking other dude. Brian Stowe. I mean, this is unbelievable. Now, obviously, that was a a headline incident when it happened to Stowe. He was a Giants fan. I believe that was on opening day or like one of the, I think it was the opening series of the season, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he got really fucked up and he's he's been dealing with that. He's basically trauma. a vegetable. Yeah. His whole life since then. Um but the thing that throws me, and and I'm not saying that this is better or worse, but something that I've always found remarkably fucking stupid about Dodgers fans, they fight each other a lot. Yeah. Like, it's not always like a, yo fool, get out of our stadium. Sometimes it's like, yo fool, you can't drink Estrella. Modelo's way better. And they're like, no, fuck you, bro. I like the Jalisco. And they're like, I stab you. And then they're like, kick each other's heads in. And you're like, guys, just, how about you just both have Corona? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Dude, they clean I'll give them this. When the new ownership took over from Frank McCourt, uh they cleaned it up a lot. They hired way more security. You can't drink, which sucks, but I get it. In the you, parking lot. You can't tailgate in Dodger Stadium parking lot. They renovated a lot of bathrooms, you know, like they, they enhanced the lighting, especially in the parking lot. They did all these things to make it safer. But as a guy who lives in LA and goes to five or six Dodgers games a year, I see these stories and the Reds are coming in town in two weeks for a, a three-game series. And it makes me go, do I want to wear my Cincinnati Reds gear? You know what's so funny about the 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 Dodgers thing too? And I've been open. I say it in my act uh, before I do a joke about Latinos. And I've said it, I'm sure, a million times on the show. Mexican people are my favorite people. Yeah. Like truly in the whole world. But it is the Mexicans, and I'm going to do it this way. It is the Mexicans at Dodger Stadium 
that cause all the trouble. Yeah. But remarkably, it's not the people that you're going to stop with a wall. It's the fucking California Mexicans. It's like the people that have been here a while yeah. who don't have Mexican accents. They have yofool accents. <laughs> it's like if the bleachers at Dodger Stadium was full of people who had crossed the border in like the last five years, it'd be like the most glorious place to sit in the world. They'd be like, I made corn. And you're like, why? why? Like, I don't know, because they let me bring in this hot pot, so I made corn, and I rolled it in mayonnaise, and there's all these spices. You're like, where did you even get those spices? Like, oh, I, I carried it in my backpack. My my tia gave it to me before I left home. And you're like, oh, great. Bacon-wrapped hot dog? And you're like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Also, we... Uh, we put we we put up a wall at your house that covered in beautiful vines while you were gone, and we planted roses. You're like, geez, now you're doing grounds work while I'm out. Yeah, like, yeah. I know in, what you're in, saying. Instead, it's like the the like the the Donald Trump like rapists and murderers, motherfucker. You're from Riverside. Yeah, you're a you're a United States resident. Yeah, you're from Bakersfield. Yeah, you're from Inland Empire. Yeah, you're causing trouble. I get it. Yeah, man. But dude, like this is awful. I mean, I mean, we're not talking fights. We're talking. I, I made a chimenea. You're like, what's a chimenea? It's like it's a a pot that you can put fire in, and it's going to be great. You put it in your yard or whatever. Also, this hammock. My I threaded it's a hammock. I threaded this while during seventh inning stretch. I made homemade hammock. I like, think great. I think I'm gonna basically have to boycott bleacher seats though. I've never liked them. I've only gone to maybe three games in the bleacher is seats. It, is it because you're denting like spider sense where you're just like always like oh, worried yeah. somebody's going like, to oh, yeah. elbow you? Dude, I read that this guy had fractured skull and I'm like, been there, done that. And, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm not, I'm not handling this. Like, I know when the Reds come in town. So now this poor guy can't drink anymore either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. When the Reds come in town, it's a Monday, I believe it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series. I'm, I already have a plan. I'm going to go to the Monday night game, and the Wednesday is a day game, which will be safe and fine. Yeah. Because most people will be working. If you say so. Wasn't that lady fight during the day? No, it was a night game. Oh, was it? You're right. Both these incident, incidences happened Friday night during the uh, extra innings Diamondbacks game. Got it. So I will be going to those games, Prano, and I will be getting my tickets on SeatGeek. Use that $10 promo code and sit in, uh, sit in the loge. Yeah. Avoid the bleachers. Use that promo code. Just get better seats where people are not getting stabbed to death. Well, and if you're down. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We've got the tickets to the area where you won't get stabbed. <laughs> and uh, it's a great ad plug right there. This guy's a professional on my left. If you want to go, especially that day game, like a 1235 day game, yeah. Wednesday, always good to catch some Dodgers baseball. So Dirtballs, use SeatGeek. Download the app because you can use it for all events. Baseball, Final Four, NBA playoffs, sports events, you name it. And I love SeatGeek because like Joe was saying, I can look on the app. I can see exactly where I'm sitting. And for Dodger Stadium, I believe it does say this is the stab-free section. Yeah, they should they should add like a Google Maps kind of thing where you can like look at, not just look at the view of the field, but actually look at the type of people that sit in that area. <laughs> like turn the camera. Oh, that's kind of, oh, that's, oh, that's the person who has the season tickets there. I'm going to go for the low. Yeah, exactly. So best of all, all Dirtballs get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. This down, just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. 
Okay, let's talk some March Madness. We are down to the final four, Braino. It is. Let me see. Well, hold on. I let's can see get, if you can remember. I can get this. Texas Tech. Yes. Tug Coker's Virginia Cavaliers. Correct. Charles Barkley's Auburn Tigers. Correct. And Michigan State Spartans after upsetting the number one overall seed. Who you said Duke was not going to lose. I did say I was not going to lose. Spoiler, I still know nothing about college basketball. <laughs> but what did I tell you? Uh, what did I say? What did the you Michigan say? State, like everybody was butthurt about Michigan State having to be in. Like now you're in the Final Four and you already beat Duke. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. This whole like, oh, we had to. All right. Now you're a two seed in the Final Four. You've played your toughest matchup. Yeah. Pretty great, right? So Michigan State will play Texas Tech. I'm taking now Michigan State to win it all. Yeah, they will play (laughs) Texas Tech, and Auburn will play, um, why is my mind going blank? Uh, UVA. Now, I know that I said Duke was going to win it all, and I was obviously incorrect, but... I also always preface that with I don't care for nor watch college basketball at all. Uh, You verbally and physically at times attacked Tug Coker's UVA Cavaliers. You said they weren't going to win. I did. You said that they were a joke of an organization, a joke of a college basketball program. I did. That Tug Coker should probably be playing on the team currently. That's how bad they are and how much of a disgrace their offense is to – Okay. Yeah. Organized basketball. I mean, I don't know who I should apologize to. I guess everybody who cares about college basketball that I picked Duke, but you should definitely apologize directly to Tug, Tug Coker. Well, here's the deal with Tug. Tug will be on the show Wednesday night while you were in telling when you're in Alaska telling jokes. Uh, so Tug has prepared something. Apparently, he informed me today via prepared text message. Statement. He uh, he has apparently pulled a clip. Wow. Like he went deep. I believe I will probably be wearing the L chain Wednesday night. Yeah, he is coming in hot, ready to. He, he's got, he's he's uh, he's a little Caesar's pizza. He's coming hot and ready. Coming in hot and ready at a very good discount price, if I might add. Yeah. We don't pay Tug a dime. So zero dollar hot and ready. Yeah, zero dollar hot and ready. So Tug will be fired up Wednesday to discuss the final four uh, with me. And by the way, Emiliano right now is doing the uh, Kermit typing on the typewriter trying to get all these tug mentions on tug was I mean, one tug was mentioned yeah. clip. <laughs> so tug will be on here wednesday and yeah i'll take it out um look guys i didn't think uva would make it they lost to a 16 seed last year do i still find them extremely boring to watch yes but you didn't watch i watched the first half yesterday okay but it was 30 to 30 at halftime again yeah guys these th- these there's been some terrible basketball games. There's been some fun Can games we, to watch. There's been some terrible games. But everybody who's who's all worked up, like Michigan had 16 points in the Sweet 16. There've been some bad games. Yeah. Now there've been some great games. But I want to address. And by the, great, you mean close? Yes. Have there been great basketball games? The Duke Michigan State game was really good today. Yeah. I was about the Gays game. That's one I did not watch. The Auburn Kentucky game, not good first half as far as basketball wise. Both teams picked it up in the second half. Obviously, again, a close game. It was in overtime. Um, the Gonzaga game, I'll be perfectly honest. And maybe it's because I was out in the sun too much. 
I fell asleep during it yesterday. I kept now nodding that, on and off. That's something that you know no one's taking the L on except for Joe Shabelli. No one believed in Gonzaga, Gonzaga, however you pronounce their stupid school, and we were all right. Yeah, here's a fun fact about Gonzaga. I went deep too. I went deep just for our old internship. Before before you get that, can I just tell you the exchange that I had with Shaboring yesterday? It's a pretty fantastic exchange. So my brother Mikey texts me and he says, uh, hold on, let me find it. It's not that far back, I can assure you. Okay, here it is. My brother Mikey texts me and he says, uh, Joe Shabelli may be dead somewhere. <laughs> After right after the loss, your brother texted you. That. Yeah, and so I texted uh, Joe Shabelli a screenshot of that text. Yeah, and uh, my brother is concerned for your well-being. What do you think Joe Shabelli's response is? For I, hold on, I'm gonna guess. He instantly is blaming the refs. All caps. I've never seen a worse officiated <laughs> game ever. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. There is there a bigger homer than and, Joe Shabelli? And then, no joke. This is amazing. This is peak Shabelli. His follow-up text is four pictures. God bless him of fans at a soccer game. His next text three three minutes later. I know you shit on soccer, but you've got to go to an LAFC game. He won't stop talking the, about LAFC. The support is insane. This was the LAFC supporter group, the 3252, in San Jose today. And yes, a lot of supporters are Hispanic, but not all. <laughs> what? <laughs> Classic Shabelli. Shaboring. Shaboring was vintage. I mean, that's all time Shabelli. All caps, ref blaming, followed by, I've already moved on to soccer season. Gonna need to get you guys on board. <laughs> oh, he's been pitching me LAFC forever. He's been you got and look, I will go to a game. It yeah. does look fun. Yeah, sure. I'm not gonna I, lie. I, and that's what I replied to him. I said, I feel about soccer the same way as I feel about uh, hockey. I like watching it in person. It's fun. Yeah, I just don't care. Exactly. Uh, we're sports guys. Like I've, I'll go to games. There's basically not a sport that I won't go see. I'm all about seeing new sports and new venues. Uh, but here's a fun fact about Gonzaga that I that I went on an Andy Ruther deep dive. Gonzaga has been a three seed or higher seven times since 2004. Wow! So basically, every other year. Yep. They've made the Final Four once. So I ain't saying you choke, but I'm saying you choke. Three seed or higher seven times you've made one Final Four, and that includes. Two number one seeds, two number two seeds. I mean, or maybe those, three that, number those, two those seeds. are the ones that are really the top one, two ones seeds. Ones and twos. But also, you know, again, I'm not. It's a, difficult. I know it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. And again, I'm not a college basketball guy, but you can't say that this does not lend credence to the argument that they don't play in a fucking good enough conference, conference and that they're regular season record is often inflated uh, inflated and not telling of just how good they really are well this is my if, if i'm gonzaga this is my thing you guys have a phenomenal program right now 
And their coach, Mark Few, has done a great job. I'm not taking that away. But Prano's right. I think what happens is it hurts them. Look at who's in the Final Four this year. Big 10, Big 12, ACC, SEC. My point is this. It's all Power 5 conferences or Power 6 conferences from college basketball. And I'm going to say this again. I'm going to once again preface it by saying I don't watch or care for college basketball. But this, I feel confident saying regardless of that fact, um, you don't have to be a fan of any particular sport or, or subsection of that sport to know that oftentimes, you know, the quality of your opponents prepare you yes. for facing better opponents. Like, I mean, it's, that's just, that's just sports psychology. People run faster when the guy next to them is running fast. Yeah. People run slower. You, you play up and down to your competition. It's not just that they're not as good as their record. They also are not as prepared as teams from better conferences to get there and play tough game after tough game for they're, four rounds of college basketball. They're really interesting. Or six rounds of college basketball. Because no one's had... They're the total... What's the word? Outlier of this group? Because because they're the only one. If you look at Gonzaga, they're the only team who consistently is, like we're saying, a top three seed, but who also comes from what they deem a non-Power 6 conference. Right. Every year. Because they dominate it every year. So they dominate it. So that's what I'm saying. And their non-conference schedule is tough every year. I'm not taking that away. Their non-conference schedule but is that's tough. Still, but that's still... But hold on, that's a very what I was just small say. portion of their games. But they're playing twenty games in conference out of thirty or thirty-two, and there's only so many teams that they can face because of that conference. So it does bring up an interesting point of they're kind of stuck. I get it. I mean, Shabelli said it's, it. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's very similar to the way people are critical of Notre Dame's in in college football. You know, people can shit on their you know schedule all you want, but they. They play typically way better out of conference games than a lot of people. Yeah. And then recently, obviously, they went away from we're going to have Army and Navy and, you know, whoever, Air Force every single year. And we're going to play an ACC schedule. And yeah, not every ACC team is good, but an ACC team has won twice in the last three years. So. Although they've never played Clemson. Right. Well, they have, but they've lost them in the past. I'm saying in conference, right. quote-unquote ACC, since they did that change. Yeah, it, like I said, Gonzaga's interesting because they are, in a way, stuck. It's, it's kind of like my situation here in Savage Town. Let me break it down for you. Okay. I'm in rent control, right? I pay a lot less rent than my two new neighbors. My rent only goes up 6% max a year. I live a block from the beach. Rent has jacked up, as, as Prano and I both know, because of gentrification and all these other factors in Venice Beach. If I were to move out of Venice Beach, my rent would be so much more expensive. So basically, hey, I'm... Hey, Barbara Corcoran, get to your fucking point. My point is this. <laughs> For this reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck here until I basically make double of what I'm making now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So Gonzaga is kind of stuck there until they get a football team. And get a bigger school. So it ain't happening. So basically, Gonzaga, you are the uh, Andy Ruther of the basketball world. Just saying. It's not a bad spot to be, but 
There is a ceiling. And that ceiling is a hole because the neighbor above you also lives here for 30 years and he's <laughs> dead in his bathtub. And it's leaking through the ceiling. Gonzaga's upstairs neighbor is a man who killed himself in the bathroom. Is that the title of our show? Ah. <laughs> uh. Love these Sunday, love these Sunday shows. Yeah. Okay. Here's. I've got so much sun. I'm so, uh, so much sun this week. I'm sort of loopy. Yeah. I got. I try to get a lot of sun too, man. I had to put on a lot of screen though on that new shaved head. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to burn. Did you run today? I ran yesterday, but I didn't do a normal run. I did the push up run. Tomorrow starts the the heavy training again. I'm hitting the hills of uh, Pacific Palisades. I have no turnaround time. I mean, I just realized this. Like, I don't know why it just hit me. Like, dude, you have no because turn- you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, I have no turnaround time. Basically, I have three and a half weeks of hard training. Then, if I want to follow Tommy Dewey's method, like a week of which you should, because he's been very successful. And he went to Princeton. Yeah, and he's knows what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. So I will follow that method. Okay, so Zion Williamson had an amazing tournament. We just they just showed something on TV that. I think he averaged the second most points per game all time for a freshman, like 26 points a game. Uh, I saw this discussion on ESPN. I think we should have it here. They were debating, is he the best Duke player of all time? Didn't win. No killer instinct. Some There's got to be a cheddar dick out there who said that, right? Well, no one said it on the ESPN panel. No, but, the, but Twitter is probably alive with yeah. no killer instinct. Yeah. Kobe would have won if he went to Duke. So the, the Kobe airballed fucking his way out of a Utah Jazz series his first fucking year in the league or the, his second year in the league. The debate was he sucks at life. Is he the best player to ever put on a Duke uniform? And I thought it was an interesting debate. I guess that depends on what and, and that they, means. And they kind of covered it. Like yeah. I thought Jay, Jay Billis made a good point. He said most decorated is Christian Leitner because of many factors. Four years, sure. won two titles. You know, he had four years of basically... I think Who's the made, best player, uh, talent-wise, to ever come out of Duke, though? He said Grant Hill. I would I would agree with Grant Hill. Obviously, Kyrie's but, but, had but a he had, great career. But, a lot of but, them were having no problem putting Zion below Grant as far as what he brings to the table. Below him. Yeah. Meaning... They, they, they don't think he's as talented as Grant Hill coming out of Duke? Maybe right below him or around him. Uh, two totally different players. And Grant Hill did, what, four years at Duke? Yeah, two totally different players. Um, I'm going to take Zion in, from a talent standpoint. And Grant Hill, to me, would be, I think, the second most in my opinion based mostly on what you know he was able to do but his skill set was pretty remarkable he was one of the original point forwards he was one of the original you know he was sort of a uh he was sort of the he was sort of lebron before lebron That's in terms of being a true you know he would facilitate the offense um he was rookie of the year but in terms of like outstanding and and maybe it's because of the players that were on Grant Hill's team when he was a freshman. Obviously, wasn't the big wasn't his big alley oop when he was a freshman? Who's that? Grant Hill when he when he caught that alley oop in the final four or in the final game in uh Well, they won the title his freshman year. Yeah. 
And I think that his big, like his memorable one hand alley oop, I think that happened when he was a freshman. But he was on a team, and obviously it's a different time. He was on a team when they had two guys. I mean, he was on Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. Right. So those guys were getting a lot of the hype um, ahead of Grant Hill. But I watched that Grant Hill team when I was, you know, younger. And I was old enough. I mean, what was that, 90? Yeah, they, they beat UNLV 90. in the Final Four, and they beat the Fab Five yeah. in the finals. And uh, Right? Am I, am I right on that? They beat... They might not have beat the Fab Five in the finals. That may have been another year. Okay, yeah. I, I, could, I could be mixing up years. The, 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 uh, the Weber year, was that in the final game? That was in the final game. That was against North Carolina. Um, but but the the fab the fab five made back to back finals. Okay, so I maybe thought. maybe one was with Duke. I don't remember, but I, I do know. remember watching that, and I do remember thinking Grant Hill was fantastic. But I do not remember him being as outstanding. Where you're like, this is the guy you got to watch the whole fucking well, game. Well, this is this is my example today. Zion just took over the second half. Yeah, he scored their first ten points. That included post up threes, moves, drives. The thing about Zion is he's doing all that shit now. Grant Hill. For our younger listeners, I don't think they realize how good he was until he got injured in the NBA. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, he was. Do we do we have any stats here, Aaron, on, on Grant Hill? Like his first? No, he was. He was. I, I like I said. I think he was co rookie of the year with Kid. Yeah, I got. He got all kinds of awards. I mean, he was a seven time All Star, All NBA first team, four time NBA second team. He was a co rookie of the year, um, All rookie first team. I mean, he's. Got all kinds of like. Awards. What's he averaging when he's playing for the Pistons? Like, what are some of these stat lines for points, assists, rebounds? So let's see. As a rookie, average nineteen point nine points a game, uh, six rebounds, five assists, two steals. Pretty legit. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was his rookie year, and then it said second season he went up to uh, just under twenty two points a game, almost ten rebounds and seven assists. I mean, yeah, twenty two, ten, and seven is that's amazing stat is line. Is better than. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and their rhymes, but I mean, just say. And we're talking his second year <laughs> in terms of being all around basketball players. Yeah, we're talking his second year. I think right before his his injury year, he went up to twenty six, averaging twenty six points a game, shooting almost fifty percent from the field, forty nine percent. And he was uh, no fantastic. I'm yeah, I'm MVP still going. Candidate. I'm going Zion. You're going Zion. Is I'm going Zion Grand Hill of all time. Going Zion Grand Hill uh, in terms of talent. Um, I only watched yeah. seven Duke games this year, but no, you could see it. You could see the way he he was, and yeah, he was dominant, and he was hard to stop. And I mean, from from blocking shots, from catching lobs, from yeah. all that shit. I've gone back and forth on it the whole tournament. I loved Ja. I'm a Knicks. I fucking think R.J. Barrett's fantastic too. Like, if the Knicks have a top three pick, pretty sure we're getting a good. We're getting good, a good NBA player. Good, good NBA player, one way or the other. I think I saw Steve Nash tweet that he that RJ Barrett's his godson, which I don't know. Is that true? He's from he's from Toronto. Oh, is he? Yeah. Interesting. He's Canadian. Did you have something to say? Yeah, the the Mike Grant Br- Hill oh, no, yeah, it was, it was from Tug Coker watching live. The Grant Hill dunk was in the finals against Kansas freshman year. I oh, Kansas. That. That's yeah. right. I was okay. going to add some context to Grant Hill. The uh, he was in the MVP conversation with Shaq and Allen Iverson the year before he got hurt. Yeah, so, I mean. Just some context. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. Also, a lack of killer instinct, but what are you going to do? You can't have everything. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would take Zion with the number one overall pick. I love Jaw. Now I got to see him. Now, does it matter who, what team you are with that pick? No. No. I take Zion Williamson. Yeah. I've seen him play enough. Again, what he brings to the table for what he can do. Three, three distinctly different players, though. Yeah. True. Three wildly different players. You know, you basically have a fo a, a small or sorry, a power forward in Zion. I would yeah. I'd imagine that he's projected to be just like a true power forward in the NBA. Even though he can handle the ball. Yeah. But like nowadays in the NBA, yeah. you finish like that and you know, he can handle the ball, yeah, but he's not he's not a superstar from uh beyond the arc yet. Sure. I, I think I like his jump shot. I think he has that Who? I think he Zion. Yeah, yeah. I think he has that ability. I think he'll be a. Uh, I think he will have the ability. He drained back to back threes today. I think he'll be banging threes in the NBA. It was like within five years, he'll be a thirty low thirty uh, three point shooter in the NBA for a power forward. Fantastic. Um, but three wildly different players. Uh, I guess it would depend on you know what team I had the first pick for, but hard to go wrong with with Zion. Yeah, I want to clarify my tweet that I sent out on Dirty Sports. That ruffled a lot of feathers. Okay. What was your tweet? You like to ruffle feathers. I said, no Cinderella. Are you was this hot take Andy? This was hot take Andy. No Cinderella's, no Duke, no Kentucky, no North Carolina, no Kansas. When do NBA playoffs start? People were mad. Well, you you have to remember one thing whenever you tweet something like that. I don't I don't even care enough about college basketball for that to like for me to take issue with the portions of that that may or may not be like, I don't give a fuck if Kentucky did make it. I still don't give a shit. I don't care if the Final Four is Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas. Like, I still don't give a fuck. Are they, is it still going to come down to a wild three when they only need two? Probably. Um, but but I want to clarify. You have to remember, college basketball fans, college sports fans, are from, like, oftentimes from places where that's all that they have. The Kentucky Wildcat fans and no, the Kansas basketball fans and the fucking Auburn basketball fans and the North. What else do they no, have? I get that. But it's I, their everything, Andy. And they will go down. They will die trying to convince you it's better when it's just not better. But, that, but, but that's not even what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying in that tweet. That's why I want to clarify. Let's let's before we go all crazy and get all worked up. What were you trying to say? I'm saying this. Let me reread the tweet. No Cinderella's. Then I named, you know, four but big. What, but yeah, I I know what you said. But I'm, what's your point? I'm saying this. I think it lacks intrigue from my vantage point. You can disagree with me. Love the Cinderella story. Lo- hold on. Love the. I'm Wich- not, I wasn't jumping. I was okay. just taking a nice deep breath. Okay. Love the Wichita States. Love the VCU's. Love the Loyola Chicago. I think that adds such a great. Love the Butlers. That adds such a great wrench in the Final Four of like, oh shit, these teams can win. Because they can. I mean, Butler came a final shot away from beating Duke. Like, they lost by two points. So, I think that adds a huge element. There's no big Cinderella's. You can call Auburn a Cinderella because they're a five seed. Guys, they come from an SEC. That's all I'm saying. So, that's a huge issue with me. The reason I listed these major four schools is because these are the schools that traditionally produce a lot of good NBA players that you want to see in the Final Four. I'm not saying that there aren't players on some of these teams that that aren't going to go to the NBA. But my point is this. 
when you take Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina, and some of these guys are going to have top 20 picks out of it, it does lose some of its luster. From my vantage point, even take last year. Because Villanova won it all. They were amazing. They, I they, mean, they I had, guarantee you a, t- a Michigan State UVA I'm not saying they're championship not gonna, game is not going to get a ton of right, high rating. But that's my it's point. Not, I don't think a Texas Tech, you know, Michigan State game or whatever is going to get a fucking huge pull a huge But that's number. what I'm saying. Even though some of those squads have some players, like uh, the reason I brought up Villan- Villanova had three first-round picks last year. My, my point is they were stocked last year. Not one of these teams that I'm mentioning has three first-round picks. That's all I'm saying. So Duke losing. Well, Duke does, but they're out. But that's my point. That's what I was, and I also tweeted out on my personal account. My point is this, guys. You, you, you can enjoy it. I'm not saying you don't have to fucking only want big teams like me. I'm not saying I only want big teams, but Duke has three top 20 players. I like seeing that personally. I don't want to you care about the NBA, which I do, right? I watched Duke basketball this year in the regular season and in the tournament because those guys are projected to be NBA players. I don't give a fuck about college basketball. Therefore, I will not watch. I, like, There's a good chance I won't watch any of the remaining games. I mean, maybe it'll be on. You'll watch them. I'll maybe watch the championship game because it's on a Monday. You'll watch the final four games. I probably won't. I'll be in Alaska. Oh, yeah, yeah, You'll be in Alaska. You guys don't have TV up there. I mean, I think they do have TV. But my point is... And meth. My point is, if it was game six of the Western Conference Finals and I was in Alaska, I will find that shit on TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. But college basketball fans don't care about the NBA. They care about sloppy basketball where guys fucking jack contested threes when they only needed two. And the f- Texas Tech UVA probably gives them a boner. They can't wait for 15-14 at the half. Pound the under, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's going to be Auburn. Who, who cares? Who actually scores a lot of points. Don't care. Against UVA. If you say so, Andy. <laughs> Allegedly. To steal a phrase from Andy Lass. <laughs> actually, actually, it's a Texas Tech. Don't care. I get it. You're going to be in Alaska. Yeah. Also, still don't care. You hate college basketball. I don't care for it. I just don't like 60 to 62 games. I'm not a fan of that. I do like to see some points. 60 to 62? Dude, that... I watched the uh, Michigan, what was that? Texas Tech. The Michigan-Texas Tech game with, I'm still confused as to where Tug went to school or why he roots for the teams he does. (laughs) Did did, did Tug, why does Tug like Michigan? (laughs) He had a Michigan and a UVA shirt on simultaneously. I was. Because here's the deal. He was from Michigan. His dad went to Michigan? He lived in Michigan for a minute because I think his dad was in grad school at Michigan. Right, right, right. But then right. he grew up in Virginia. Then he went to William & Mary. Right. Then he transferred. To Virginia. It's like, it needs its own Wikipedia page. It, it's, funny, it's funny because I asked him about it and he was saying he'd probably root for Michigan in a Michigan UVA. I was like, that's some Andy Ruther shit. You went to UVA. He's like, I know, but I think I'd still be for Michigan. What do you mean some Andy Ruther shit? Because you were like a Xavier St. Louis fan. You are a St. Louis alum rooting for Xavier. 
in a in a Xavier St. Louis game. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. So uh, a little different, but it's all right. If you say so. I mean, I grew up my whole life in Cincinnati going to Xavier games. And and Tug grew up a Michigan fan until he was a, a UVA grad. Look, I my point back to my original point. I watched the UVA Texas Tech game at Busby's with. Uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard? Yeah, with, with Tug the other night. And Tug just kept saying how happy he was because he was mixing it up with his homeboys. His crew was yeah. there, and he was watching college basketball. He loves college basketball. I, I like That Texas Tech-Michigan game was, was basketball yeah. AIDS. Yeah. I, uh, he wasn't happy because I missed... I'd rather, like, uh, on a scale of things I'd rather watch in basketball, I'd actually rather watch Magic Johnson fight... His red and white blood cells. It, he'd physically fight his AIDS. Too then, soon. Then watch. Too soon. That Michigan-Texas Tech game again. Magic was at the game today. He gave a big hug to Tom Izzo's wife. Did you see that? You didn't see that. I didn't, but unless they had bloody anal sex, she's going to be okay, Andy, if that's what you're pointing out. No, I was not <laughs> pointing out that he gave her HIV. First of all, he tests negative, allegedly. Uh, I was a little disappointed, though. Here I am saying, seeing him so happy. He's at the Michigan State game, and I want to be like, bro, can we get this Lakers situation figured out? Like, which, what are you doing? Yeah, what is he? I mean. Lakers what, are a fucking disaster. Yeah, we knew that. Total disaster. Well, there's no updates, right? Is there breaking news? LeBron's sitting out the rest of the year for health. They weren't making the playoffs. That's just a smart decision. Yeah. Did you see Bill Plaschke's hot take, which I quote tweeted on Dirty Sports? This is hot Bill, take. Bill Plaschke's hot take should be less vowels in his last name. Less fucking consonants, I mean. Plaschke? This is the hot take. This is an LA Times article. The Lakers shut down LeBron for the season, mercifully, because he's been a complete bust. Wow. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed in the sports media. He wrote an article for the LA but Times. Th- but now, at this point, He's 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 doing the he's doing the media version of like flying one of those planes over the beach with like a fucking banner behind it. Like literally, literally, no one gives a fuck about your newspaper. The the printing press that prints your newspaper can't believe that you guys are still doing this. And their business is going to collapse the second that you fucking give it up. No one. No one. Like, this isn't a hot take. This is a fact. Bill Plaschke is less important than any of the three people in this show when it comes to sports media right now. Why do you say that? He's a hot take writer for a newspaper. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Cool. What do the hieroglyphics Egyptians have to say about the Lakers right now? You may as well be painting on walls in caves. When you're still writing for a newspaper, essentially what you're doing is like, there's a fucking, there's a 75-year-old dude who's wearing bifocals who comes in and is like, Plashki, give me a hot take and make it extra spicy. We're about to go under, you see? They're going to shut this whole place down unless you come out with a spicy take. And he's like, how about LeBron was a bust? He's like, I love it. Print it. Put it in size 40 font. I'm taking it to the press right now. He's, he's t- and then he's taking metal letters and he's arranging them so that somebody can stamp it. I think, I think people read it online. No one gives a fuck. 
I will guarantee you. Dude, he's on ESPN. He's on yeah, Around he, the Horn. Yeah, he's up. That's, that's basically four guys see who can outspice each other with stupidity. No, I, around the fucking horn. I agree. I agree. It's 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 terribly produced. They should make TV. the guys on around the horn hold a dildo when it's their turn to talk. <laughs> they should uh, when they unmute it. Plashy should get a dildo and should be like, "LeBron's been a bust." <laughs> Is it a dildo or a vibrator? Who cares? Okay, because the dildo wouldn't vibrate. I'm just saying. I know. I know the difference. Plashki, what a fucking douche! God, can you imagine? The worst part is like, can you imagine that being your living? Can you imagine that was your thing? You like sat at home. And you're like, honey, it's not going well. I write for a newspaper. She's like, say something super spicy. Just say some stupid shit that people hate. LeBron can't read, and they're like a little aggressive. Maybe not that he's illiterate. He's a bust. That we can run with that. We can run with he's a bust. LeBron smells like feet. Whoa. What is this? Focus on more on the basketball. Um, he's a bust. Yeah, that'll work. Plashki. Print it, see? People fucking eat it up, man. People are fucking stupid. I agree. I completely agree. I mean, he's getting TV time. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. We got to talk about Przingis, Brano. This is my last. This, I, I did it on purpose. My last wear. My Przingis socks. I'm wearing a socks with an accused rapist on them. He's been accused of rape. The hard R. So, so many. He's been accused. I, but I, yeah. I, I do want to just say that because we live in such a fast age for everybody to blame and throw the guilt, especially with social media. He's been accused. I mean, look, a lot of thoughts, a lot of emotions came through when uh, when I heard this. One is like, I, I don't, I almost don't believe that this is true because it's like the Knicks, but like the the trade, and and honestly, the people that defended it at the time, I was like, like. I, I'm just going to refer to them as plashkeys because it was such a terrible take. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. It made no sense. Hearing the news was, I was like, oh, they must have known. Yeah. They must have known, right? Because that's the only way it it finally makes sense. They must have known. They have to have, right? Because like it's like a story that it's like it's like this basketball mystery that's finally solved. The Knicks gave away Kristaps Porzingis in a salary dump, even though he's a seven foot three, shot blocking, three point shooting unicorn. They got back Dennis Smith Jr. And I still, I still don't remember what like that. And like, a, what they get like a second round or something like so ludicrous that like I dare I give the credit to the New York Knicks, but they have to have known, right? Well, the other this thing is, actually, is they're saying it happened the day he shredded his knee. The day he tore his ACL. The day he shredded it, not the next day. He tore the it, same day. He tears a knee, then he rapes somebody. 
God damn. I don't even know. How, like, he, he had to be in a full leg. Like, he had to be in a full leg, like, that, that like, Velcro wrap thing they do to stabilize. Like, he had to be in a stabilizer. You're right. Place, right? I, I pulled up the New York Post right now. Hours after suffer, suffering his devastating knee injury, he came home and allegedly raped a neighbor he had invited to his luxury Manhattan penthouse, the woman told police. Uh, the accuser is believable, the source said. Well, whatever. No, I'm not dismissing her. I'm just saying, like, whatever. Like, again, until all the facts come out. Even though she did not report the alleged attack until more than a year later and has admitted to cops that she discussed getting $68,000 in hush money. That's a random number. I think uh, I think they, they came up with that with, like, her brother's tuition. Uh, she, like, the, straight up just asked for his, like, tuition money. The FBI is Wild. investigating. Like, if you're going to ask for 68, make it a cool 100 and just, like, take a little something for yourself, honey, you know? Have a yeah. little something for you, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, we have a legal expert. This is what's great about our great. show. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, we, we have there our- all, everything in the store. Basically, everything I've said on the show, except for Bill Plasky being a douche and everybody from Philadelphia being garbage, is allegedly. Our intern, Aaron, is in. If, uh, uh, Aaron, from a legal standpoint, if I just say allegedly, am I just covered on all bases? You're covered, yeah. Okay, allegedly great. covered. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron, I know. You're my lawyer. You're not yeah. allowed to say allegedly. Aaron is, uh, is finishing his first year of law school, as many of you know, at Pepperdine. So he is our legal Expert here at the Dirty Sports Network. Aaron. We have a pretty low bar for experts, huh? Yeah, we really Would you don't. say that you're an expert? Sir? Well, I did go to one year of law school. Yes. Okay. Sounds good to me. Your mic is on and it's hot and ready. What please, do you got for please us? Please chime in on pause attraction. <laughs> uh, I mean, as far as this this sounds suspicious, um, well, but it does say detective. that the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks knew about the rape allegations. They discussed it with Dallas um, when they were as part of the deal, as part of the deal, it says wow. the Knicks informed Dallas of the pending. Not a good look for Mark Cuban. Not a good look for Mark Cuban. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. This is what, what I find interesting. Mark Cuban and the Mavericks organization was already under fire yeah. for years of double down sexual <laughs> misconduct and 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 abuse and all that. You know, they got hit hard with the Me Too stuff, and they knew that he might have raped somebody, and they still traded. Not a good look. Yeah, and then it says that uh, Mark Cuban emailed the post and just said the team is aware of the accusation but has been instructed by the feds not to comment. And that was his, his cop-out. Yeah. For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, wow. So they did know. Okay. Really makes me feel kind of okay about it now. Um, yeah, right? Kind of. It's got to. I mean, still, I mean, still, I mean, unless he's found innocent and then just dominates the NBA. Like, yeah, I mean, sucks but you know it is what it is i got i gotta um, re- i gotta read a comment from youtube but i okay you read that first then i'll give you some uh one piece says Przingis went full mamba mentality yeah. oh that's a good one he also is like a mamba like he's a kobe guy he is i don't know if you know that um so i had a friend chime in that he believed it he's a knicks fan as well but he believed it because and and i don't mean to you know, disgrace or disparage the Latvian people at all. But he's like, ah, consent's probably not a big part of their culture. Like you ever watch the fucking Eastern block, like porn sites? Like he's like, Oh, hello. Would you like hundred dollars to go in the woods and suck my dick? And you're like, what is, <laughs> what kind of, like at least the guy in, at least the, the American guy is like bringing people in and telling them they're going to be models. He's like, the, the Eastern European one, it's always like a guy with a lot of cash. He's like, how about 440 rubies? And she's like, no. He's like, how about 480? And she's like, I don't know. I'll take all, all of this, count it later. 
suck my dick behind dumpster. And the girl's like, okay. And you're like, all right. This is a weird, crazy porn that's just like sweaty money bartering. But with the torn ACL, like you're saying. I also saw a great joke, I think, on Twitter. Uh, could have been some other seven foot three, two hundred and ten pound, <laughs> like guy in a guy in a fucking knee bracket. That's funny, and yeah. also too soon. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. But yeah, like, how does he hold her? I mean, whatever. That's just some Doctor Octopus shit. She tries to leave, and he's like, "Get over here!" So it's a fucking some Mortal Kombat shit. Yeah, just using his fucking Plastic Man arms, keep her in the room. Uh, this will be a he really her up like she's a fucking tree in Wizard of Oz. This will be a real. Inter- I am Groot. <laughs> this will be a real interesting case when it unfolds. Yeah. The day of the ACL. That's really throwing me off. Yeah. Zinger. Damn. Rip Perzingis. Yeah. And again, the Dallas Mavericks, not a good look. Jesus, guys. I mean, I, like unless unless they know f- again, I'm I'm going to say this again from the same it like finally makes sense and maybe they were treading maybe they were making a deal on like, okay, what are we giving up? Dennis Smith Jr. and a fucking second rounder? What if he's found innocent? Like, if finally, by the way, that's why you should just kill yourself if you were ever like, no, well, the deal kind of does make sense from a financial standpoint if you're like looking about, like, no, 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 there was something, there, there was always something that was super fucking weird about it, and now it turns out it's because he was being accused of rape. Yeah. It was never a good deal. If you convince yourself of that, you know nothing about basketball. I said that when it happened. Yeah. Oh, Dennis Mews Jr., nice piece. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> you go, Dennis Smith Jr. and the guy that they're trading for might have raped somebody. You're like, now this deal makes sense. But, you know, shout out to the Mavericks, I guess. Not a great look, but also, eh, we took a shot, you know. Maybe we got a fucking unicorn. Found not guilty because he had. she's accusing him of doing it the day he shredded his knee. Try, try selling that to a jury. Yeah. Because you're hobbling, right? Like, when you shred your hobbling, knee. He's seven foot three. He, I'm telling you, he must have had his knee in traction, basically. Yeah. Wild stuff. Wild. Man. It's going to make for a fucking crazy episode of SVU. Yeah. Who do you even get to play him? You I was just going to say, who's you acting? CGI? Who's acting? Who's acting? You, you get, like, Tug Coker and, like, on Tommy Dewey in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to rape anybody. I don't need to. <laughs> Doesn't somebody work on that Photoshop? I'll tell you what, man. That's gonna Tommy be- Dewey plays his legs in traction. <laughs> it's gonna be a great. Tug just plays the top part. It's gonna of, be a great the top part of episode on season three of Now We're Talking. <laughs> Why rape someone would I? I don't need to. <laughs> they just Eastern European his lines. Like, we already have this episode written. Get us the same guy. Rape someone? No. I don't need to. I play for Knickerbockers. I don't need to. Again, I, I love- mean, Tommy Dewey already has a deal with NBC. I'm just saying. Yeah. Make this happen, guys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Again, why I love these Sunday shows. Completely out of control. Okay, before we do dirtball calls, 
the early NFL projected win total. The Vegas win totals. By the way, Greg Popovich is losing his mind here. Yeah. Was released. And I'll tell you what, Prano, if you look at these, no one has that many wins. I know. I did. That was a strange thing uh, when I had a very, very brief look at it. Um, I didn't look at it the way you're looking at it now when they were all listed. I saw like the betting sheet. I saw a photograph of the betting sheet. I only saw maybe two or three teams that had like double digit win totals. I yeah. think it was like I thought I think I maybe saw tell me if I'm wrong here, I saw Patriots eleven, Kansas City ten and a half, Saints ten and a half. Was so, anybody else at ten? So it goes team? uh it goes Patriots the, this is the current projection again. Just the current one. This is going to change. How are the Patriots going to win 11 games after losing the GOAT? Patriots 11, Chiefs, Rams, <laughs> and Saints all at fart 10 Fart sound. And a half. Sorry, fart sound. Sorry, Chiefs, Rams, pa- and Saints all at Rams, 10 and a half. Rams, right, correct. Rams. Chargers at 10. Okay. Bears at 9.5, Colts at 9.5, Eagles at 9.5, and, and the Browns at 9, which is what I projected the day they made the tweet or the, the trade for Odell Beckham Jr. on Twitter. Said, By the way, this Perzingis thing was like, did, when I saw it, I was like, did Odell rape somebody? I was just going <laughs> to say. Literally, literally the second thought I had, I was like, oh, fine. oh, maybe Odell raped somebody. Now I get it. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's murdered somebody and they know that the body's buried somewhere and they haven't. That would explain it. But these win totals are all very low. Yeah. Browns, Packers, Steelers, Vikings all at nine. Then, then we go Cowboys, Falcons, Ravens, Seahawks. Texans all at eight and a half. So that's basically like half the NFL. The last three, for anybody who cares, or the last two, I should say, Cardinals and Dolphins are projected to win five games. So there is no love for uh, Kyler Murray if he's drafted first to the Cardinals. And there's no love for your boy uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins. Oh, oh, they're at five? Right now. Oof, I'm taking that one. Oh, I, I smell another uh, dirty sports bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking Dolphins with Fitzpatrick over five. But the Browns are a favorite to win the division. I like, I, like, I like Browns over, what are they, eight and a half or nine? Nine. They're over nine. I don't know. Uh, over nine's tough because you think they're going to win 10 or 11. Well, I'll, I'll still They won seven take, games last year. Yeah, I'll still probably take them over nine. I don't. I don't think I'll make that bet. But if I had to, I'd put it out. My Giants are at what six? The Giants are at six. Six. You know. You know a bet I'd want to do with you. What's that? I don't know if I would do it with you. I'm saying that you should do. The Giants win more games than the Browns this year. I think that's uh, an interesting bet. Mm, I don't know about that. I think. I do not have faith in this Cleveland where I'm telling you, and I, and I, we all know I've been wrong a lot lately, uh, <laughs> but that's, I, that's, that's the understatement of the year. That's like, that's like saying, uh, thinking about Przingis raping a girl is kind of awkward. Again, I tweeted out the Browns would win nine games. Vegas said it at nine. So I was at least in the right sphere. Dude, you never know with the N- the NFL is so tough to predict. Yeah. In my opinion, it's the toughest sport to predict. It really is. I'll tell you one. Uh, the Ch- the Chiefs not having as high a win total as even like the Patriots is wild to me. Well, we also don't know what's going on with uh, Tyreek uh, Hill. Oh, are they counting that? Yeah. I, I guess. mean, I assume they're counting that. 
They've also got to be counting that for the Browns. We'll pick them up immediately, right? The Browns, I don't know if you heard, have already tried to trade for Przingis. Yeah, really. Interesting. <laughs> They're like, he's a block field goals. <laughs> I do not kick field goal if I were you. I'll rape this ball. It comes towards me. <laughs> he's doing the Matumbo yeah. with the fucking football. Guys, I'm not even jumping. I'm just, I just have arms up in air. I can't because I have shredded knee. I know you say, how can you rape somebody with shredded knee, but you can't jump? Well, she was not very tall, and I did not need to jump. Unbelievable. All right, you want to do dirtball calls? It's been a minute. Before we do that, though, Prano, I got to remind everybody, baseball is officially here, and uh, you and I have been playing some fantasy baseball on our draft app. I love draft. I'm a big fan. You are. So I am. am. I, I, you know, I never knew what to make of the daily fantasy, yeah, uh, thing when it first arrived. But got to, got to say, big fan of draft. Big fan of the draft app. Love it for baseball. Spe- I specifically love it for baseball. Yeah. And I want. I don't want to take away from draft and what they do in all their other sports. Sure. I am obsessed with playing baseball on draft. Yeah, because you don't have to do trades, the waiver wire, yeah. any of that stuff. That that's what they make it very easy. It's you, real simple, as Andy Ruther would say. It's really simple, guys. So download the Draft app right now. You can just search Draft in your app store or play from your computer on Draft.com. This year, they're running a $100,000 Best Ball Championship. Draft the best team, and you could win a piece of one hundred grand in prizes. All new players, this is what the most important part is, guys, get a free entry into a Best Ball Draft when you make your first deposit. So drop that first deposit and use promo code DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to Draft.com and come play for free with promo code DIRTY. And, I, and I'm working on it. I, I apologize for the delay. I'm working on, again, getting us our own Dirty Sports League on the Draft app. But in the meantime, while Andy's working on that, just go on uh, and, and challenge us. Yeah, challenge, challenge us. us to, uh, you know, head-to-head. Drop. Promo code DIRTY in that first deposit. Okay, uh, let's throw on the headphones, fellas. You already got them ready. We have we have a lot of calls. We're, we're going to catch up. Catch up on the, uh, the dirt balls. See what's going on in their world. Which, what do you think that is, Brandon? What's going on in the dirt ball world? I have no idea. What's the average life of the dirt ball? Average lifespan of a dirt ball? No, like what? What, what are they doing? Uh, I mean, I hate to classify all dirt. I hate to lump them all together because I've met so many different dirt balls from s- such wide ranging parts of the world. It's a good socioeconomic backgrounds. It's a good way to cover yourself. I'll tell you, Prano. It's a great way to cover yourself. Okay, let's. Uh, well, first of all, I got to pull up the calls. That this is. Come on, who's running this operation over here? Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Okay. Oh, I got to sign in? Jesus Christ. This is pathetic. This is great for uh, radio. And I'm spelling dirty sports wrong? Jesus Christ. Aaron, where are you, man? I need you. I need you. I need you to come in here for the rescue. What do you need him to do? No, because he doesn't even know the passwords. Uh, uh, uh. Well, in the meantime, I'll do some... You'll do some what? Do some social media work over here. 
Okay, we're finally logged in. So I think we have six calls today that we're going to get to. And uh, let's see what we got here. We'll start with this one. Hey, Joe and Andy. This is Andy from Phoenix, a.k.a. Andy Sandals. Thanks for the nickname. Fucking love it. It's great. Awesome meeting you guys in Phoenix. Uh, a lot of fun at the game. Glad we could uh, hang out for a bit and watch the game. Did have a question for you. I was talking to John Fez after he went out <laughs> with you guys. Uh, talking about some would-you-rather questions, and I've got one for you. Hopefully it's good. Might be a no-brainer. Would you rather have your local WNBA team win the championship or have $5 cash? Um, I know what I would choose. Commons are for Kings fans. Okay, so uh, yeah, I I kind of vaguely remember we we got pretty bent out of shape with these guys, and we were playing Would You Rather, yeah, because that's what grown men do with fucking when they meet twenty year old people who listen to their podcast. So, would you rather take five dollars cash, or in this case for you, either the L.A. Sparks or the New York Liberty? I'm gonna downgrade it to I will take one dollar in cash. <laughs> Anything less than a dollar, I'm having to, I'm having to carry change, and change is just a burden. Okay. Uh, I will say, my laundry does take quarters, so ooh, I, I would take, Mine too. I would take as low as twenty five cents in the form of one American quarter. But that's my final offer. I'm not going any lower than twenty five cents versus a WNBA championship. Well, I thought this. I thought instantly I would for sure take the five dollars versus the WNBA championship, but then I thought of something else. It would be pretty good content if the LA Sparks won the WNBA championship and I went They to the- did last year. Oh, they did? No. See? You don't <laughs> fucking know. It wouldn't matter if they did. You wouldn't have known. We have no idea who won that WNBA say, championship. Maybe I would have gone to the parade and we could have filmed. The they documentary. don't have a parade. They don't, they don't have get a parade. They don't have a parade? I mean, Everybody I, th- has a parade. I think they just, I think they just roll it in with like an anti-Trump march and they let the five lesbians that go to both of them fucking go. <laughs> They're like, no more Trump. Yay, Lisa Leslie. Or whoever's on the WNBA team now. I would take one American quarter, provided it is undamaged and will go in my laundry. <laughs> Aaron? Just to let you guys know, there is a WNBA championship parade. They had last year's parade took place in Seattle because the Seattle Storm won. And, uh, did they win? All, they, they, yeah, they, they did. They lasted all day and it uh, ended at the Space Needle. Um, Do we have a number of attendees at this parade? It was big. It was huge. <laughs> More people than have ever been to any parade. It was massive. Here's photos. They're definitely not photoshopped. I'm not seeing any numbers for reporting, and I think that's most likely because uh, none of the so low. Also, none of the people who report that kind of thing showed up, so no pictures were taken, or else we could have a guesstimate. Yeah, so I guess maybe my argument of attending the WNBA parade for content has been debunked. It'd be a lot of pussy hats. It'd be a lot of like anti-locker room talk posters. If Trump can run, so can you. Oh my God. If I, see, I can't wait to see those posters in Cincinnati. 
Do females have locker room talk? What's the female locker room talk? Because they always talk about the guy locker room talk. What's the female? I bet you it's fucking worse and filthier. And it's all about the size of our cocks. And it's all about like whether or not they want to suck our cocks. And fucking period blood. And it's probably fucking vile. Chicks are fucking savages. We all act like they would just be talking about fucking The Bachelor. They're talking about ass fucking. That's what they're talking about. Whoa. That's my prediction. Like, oh, God. Yeah, maybe in your locker room. No, in your locker room, too, you lying bitch. Well, first of all, our locker room. Cardi B was fucking drugging dudes and robbing them. We act like fucking this yeah, shit didn't happen. I know. That fucking chicks don't do this shit. You know what's funny about the Cardi B thing? Her, did you, I actually read her, like, apology, but it really wasn't an apology. She used the excuse that it was a different time of her life, and, like, she was financially strained. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. You're using you're using the excuse along the lines of, of a financial matter. If a homeless dude outside stabs somebody because he's financially strained, it doesn't excuse him stabbing somebody. If only somebody. there was a job for young hot women where they get paid exorbitant amounts of money for doing nothing but shaking their tits and ass. Huh. Somebody should create that fucking marketplace. But she was a stripper. Yeah. So why is she fucking robbing dudes? How about show them your pussy? You ever been to a fucking strip club? A lot of guys go in and start offering money to see your fucking nudie parts. You don't have to fucking take them home and drug them, and rob them. Yeah, but but don't but pray no. But in a way, don't you like how all this stuff is blowing up because it's like the ozone layer. All these holes are starting to get poked, and a lot of this BS and hypocrisy. That's what I like, though. Yeah, except fucking people, uh, everybody's a plashki, which is, by the way, my new word for total fucking assholes, who just say shit and like totally, like they won't not stand by it. They're just like, no, but she was fucking had to do it to survive. Like, kill yourself. She wasn't on the moon fucking just robbing dudes for breathable air. She's taking fucking money from them. You know what else is really hard? Just being poor. Just be poor. I was poor. I am poor. I was, dude, I was fucking starving poor as a fucking, I was an up and coming struggling artist in New York, fucking carrying buckets of change to the fucking key food so I could get money to take the subway so I could do a show to get money to eat. I was a drugging people and robbing them because I'm not a fucking brainless savage. And if you don't know, now you I know. like it like that. Yeah, not a good look, Cardi B. Not a good look. That's my new phrase. Not a good look. All right. Anyway, just in case you were wondering, Mark Cuban got her a discount for their halftime show. <laughs> He's like, buy low, sell high. Cardi B's doing every halftime show for the next five seasons. He's like, we got her when she was down and out. Cosby's also going to be doing three hours before playoff games. <laughs> Pull up your pants, young man. <laughs> anyway, next call. All right, next call. This is a toughie. Can you guys decipher this? This is from across the pond. I've listened to it four times. This is like almost going to be a new game. Can you guys understand what he says in this call? I think it's John. Shout out to... Uh, what do we call our fans in the UK? Hooligan ball. Hooligan ball. Shout out to Hooligan ball, John. Can you decipher what he's saying? Hi, this is John in England. 
Manchester. Um, just looking to episode five or six, and they're talking about Grant. I mean, stats, you know, one way or the other, but can we just all agree that maybe he should have retired as soon as he saw the game film and been trying to catch Kenyon Drake? Man, look like he shit his pants. Stay dirty. I got. I mean, we're gonna have to play this a few times. I got pieces. He's talking about Gronk. Something about Gronk. Uh, stat, from, stats are all well and good, you know. You know, fish and chips. He's from Manchester. Uh, he's from Manchester. Something about Kenyon Drake. What did he do? What was the Kenyon Drake thing? Wait, what's that? A gronk. Hold on. Gronk. Can we can we clip that? Gronk. We need that for the soundboard. Gronk. <laughs> sounds like sounds like some shit out of fucking. <laughs> Sounds like some shit out of Pinky in the Brain. Gronk! What are you doing? What are you doing, Pinky? Gronk! I'm just over here, Frank. Gronk! I love that, dude. I listened to this like five times, and I go, "This is gonna be fun." Okay, everybody, everybody, think hard. Should I turn it up more? Yeah, turn it up more. Okay, what is John from Manchester saying? Hi, uh, this is John in England. Manchester. I'm um, just looking to episode five or six, and they're talking about Grant. I mean, stats, you know, one way or the other, but can we just all agree that maybe he should have retired as soon as he saw the game film and been trying to catch Kenyon Drake? Man, look like he shit his pants. Stay dirty. Okay, it, it, should, should he, he have retired, retired as soon as, soon as, as he, he saw, saw the game film um, of, of him trying to fuck Kenyon Drake? Did he have tried to have sex with somebody? Aaron, are you picking up on something? <laughs> I just heard, I, did he say shit his pants at the end? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah there's something about. Sh- All right, should I give it a third time? I think we're good. I'm not going to figure it out. Not certainly not for sure. We I think it's subtitles. I mean, this is unbelievable. So, so nobody knows what he's saying. Something about Kenyon Drake, and he should have retired when he tried to shit on him. When he tried, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. When he tried to tackle, is that what he says? But he, well, he's not tackling. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking, you got to love the dirt balls. I know what it is. What? It makes sense now. Okay. He's talking about that Gronk should have retired after the Miami Dolphins crazy end when of the game When he tried to tackle, tackle Kenyon Drake. Drake. Oh, my God. Aaron. He got it. Not only is our legal expert, he is a... Crack the code. He knows yeah. the colloquial language of uh, Manchester. Now try to figure out what Plashke was saying. That fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Aaron figured it out. Unbelievable. Okay, let's uh, let's get to another call. Hey boys, this is Luke from Ohio. Got a quick question for Joe. Um, with the Giants' quarterback situation, obviously they're going to go with Eli this year. Um, since they said they're not going to, they're going to re-sign him or whatever, or keep him. What would you prefer them to do? Would you maybe want them to try to bring in Josh Rosen if he's actually um, up to be traded for, if the Cardinals are going to take Kyler Murray? Or would you maybe want them to draft Haskins or um, one of the guys in the draft this year and have him sit behind Eli for this year, possibly next, or take over for Eli halfway through this year? Or would you want him to wait for next year when they could get a guy like uh, Tua from Alabama or the guy from Oregon who is seems like he could be a hell of a quarterback in the NFL but still got to wait and see? Or 
would you even want him to wait and just completely tank and wait until Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson, is able to come out and people are saying he could be the next greatest quarterback in the NFL. Um, so just what do, what do you feel like they should do? Because obviously they're going to need another quarterback. Eli's going to be done. And at the most, he's going to have – he has two years left, I'd say. But just want to get your thoughts on that. Thanks. Stay dirty. Um, so here's my thing. I, I don't think um, tanking in the NFL is an actual thing. I don't think teams do it. I don't think they – and I think when they do it, they I don't think anyone's ever done it to start a season on purpose. And I think maybe the closest thing we've ever had to it was when Peyton Manning went down for the Colts. And they were basically sucking for luck. But they're they like, were, we're going to use Matt Painter. No, no, Matt Painter's the coach of Purdue. Yeah, Curtis Painter. <laughs> um, but also that they really. But also that was, and I, and I've said it a lot about you know Peyton Manning. I think it's a testament to how good Peyton Manning was. I think that they knew that they really weren't that good of a team without Peyton Manning. So I don't think tanking is a legitimate option. Um, and I don't think in the NFL with parity. That, that they have that you can really count on being super bad again. Like, I don't think you can count on on having, you know, three wins or five wins or whatever. Ba- and they've been bad two years in a row. And they've been bad two years in a row. And I know that basically where I'm going with it is I think you have to take a quarterback now to, to uh, play behind Eli simply because I think that Eli Manning is a fantastic quarterback in terms of the mental aspect of the game and what he brings, you know, from the Manning bloodline. Even 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 if the only thing you stole from Eli Manning is like, hey man, here's how you'd never miss a game. Uh I think that the the Mannings uh, are great at, at their ability to change plays at the line. I think he's a, a super. I think he's an incredibly underrated quarterback when it comes to, you know, what he what he's got between the ears. I know everybody's like, oh, retard face or whatever. I th- if you say that, you're one of the dumbest people on the planet Earth. Uh, I think you should. You have to have a young quarterback under Eli. Now, if Eli thinks that he can w- play after this year, I'm not sure that that's going to be with the Giants. And I'm not sure that they would certainly give him money to play after this year anywhere near what he's making now. So this is your year for, that you for sure have for him to tutor a quarterback in New York. Yeah. So I would say whether that's Rosen or Murray or Haskins or the kid from Duke or uh, – Fucking, you know, the kid from Missouri or Will Greer or whoever. I'm gonna, I'll leave it up to the, you know, Giants brain trust to decide which quarterback is the best for them in the draft that they can get at six, you know, or if they, if they love Murray or whatever, they feel like they have to draft up. Fine. Um, I didn't love any of the quarterback draft last year. Obviously, Mayfield's been better than I thought he'd be. I still don't love Darnold. I still don't love Rosen. I don't hate either of those guys either. I think they both have potential. But uh, I'll let them decide if if you know trading one of the picks that they got for Odell or one of their own picks for Josh Rosen is you know how he grades out as compared to the guys coming out from the draft. But I absolutely think 
they should take a quarterback in this draft. Now, they also have a first round pick in the uh that they got from the Browns for Odell. So if they love the kid from Duke and they want to draft him at 17 and draft another star, you know, potential at six, great. I'll let them decide what they're going to do, but I absolutely think that it should be a guy they draft this year or Josh Rosen to learn under Eli Manning. That's what I think they, they should do. Waiting for the future is not a viable strategy in the NFL. Yeah. And you could say, oh, well, that's exactly what they did with getting Saquon. They weren't like to use Saquon like to, to bring up a generational talent and say like they should have fucking passed on him and get like, come on. Completely different scenarios. All right. Well, here is uh, here's a call about Doc Rivers. What's up, Indian Joe? It's the boy, the myth, the New Hampshire citizen, calling in with a quick uh, quandary for you guys. Uh, obviously, Joe, not a big uh, um, Doc Rivers fan, um, but this year he's done a great job with the Clippers, I think. Um, he has predicted them to have 33 wins, and they're making the playoffs in the West. Um, so just uh, what's your evaluation of his job as a coach this season? Um, some would even argue they said on Simmons uh, that he's outcoached Brad Stevens this year. Brad Stevens, of course, had um, seasons in the past where it looks like he was the next coming of Greg Popovich. But um, it's been a rough year. Although uh, that is to say, if I think if Kyrie snaps his ACL tomorrow, Celtics probably make the finals. But, yeah. Uh, so it's been a rough season. Uh, stay dirty, boys, and uh, condoms are for ringing, rigging dirtball madness. Ooh. Um, okay, so a couple things to unpack in that um, call. First of all, um, Doc Rivers has done a better job this year than that, he has in the past, but yeah. I don't want to go overboard with Doc Rivers' praise simply uh, for a few reasons. One... Doc Rivers is only the the number one reason Doc Rivers is better this year than he was in the last few years is because Doc Rivers isn't the GM of the fucking Lake uh, the Clippers and doesn't have horrible players that he forces minutes on that should have never been getting those minutes. Signature one of those, his own son. I said it on I said it on this podcast when we had Chris Wild on for our NBA preview. I said it on the LA Clipcast. Once again, with your boy, Chris Wilde. Jerry West is undefeated. What Jerry West did this year is he gave Doc Rivers guys that he couldn't fuck up playing. He gave them SGA in a young, like possible potential star point guard that he's starting games with. And it's Patrick Beverly coming off the bench as a second guy. He's got Lou Williams paired with Pat Beverly. Lou Williams, the greatest possibly six. He has the most points off the bench in the history of the NBA. Potentially the greatest six man ever, arguably. Uh, paired with a Beverly off the bench. And I forget who they were starting at shooting guard. I think they were starting fucking, what's his name? Uh, 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 defensive stopper, used to be on the Celtics. With, with SGA, like... Essentially, what happened is Jerry West was giving him players he couldn't fuck up the rotations of. So you think it's more Jerry West than a hundred percent? And also, great the the Clippers are better than people thought they would be. Let's tap the brakes on like having to have a 
Doc Rivers suck off because he fucking got because they're the sixth seed in the West. I'll I'll do a Doc Rivers praise episode if Doc Rivers wins a playoff series. But like we've got to throw the guy a parade for being the sixth seed in the West. I'm a guy who's out in the streets avoiding gunfire because I praise Mike D'Antoni, who fucking what has the best record in basketball on any given year. Goes to the fucking Western Conference Finals. You guys are like, quit sucking D'Antoni's dick till he makes an NBA Finals. Now we're sucking Doc Rivers' dick for getting the sixth seed? Fucking tap the brakes. Now, as far as the un- the outcoaching of Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens has now flipped the script, has been put in a very Doc Rivers GM-like situation in Boston where he is forced to play a player and have a super talent on his team that maybe is not conducive to his style of play. I took a fucking shitload of heat saying that the Celtics were better without Kyrie Irving. And again, I'm not sure that the Celtics are have a better chance to win an NBA championship with or without Kyrie Irving. I don't, I don't know. Kyrie Irving's a fucking fantastic player. You'd want him on your team rather than not have him on your team. But they were better last year without Kyrie Irving. That's just that's just facts. This is not an argument. They're the four seed in the fucking East this year. They've been going back and forth between fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth the whole year. They were the fucking two seed last year. I don't know what to tell you guys. So Brad Stevens, I think, has got himself into a little bit of... Now, he's not the GM over there. Got himself into a little Doc Rivers situation where he has to play certain guys. Like, Kyrie has to fucking play. Now, Doc Rivers was forcing himself to have to play his son and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin by being the GM of the fucking Clippers. But let's tap the brakes on fucking everything. I think Brad Stevens is a better coach than Doc Rivers, if that's what you're asking. And they're all better GMs than Doc Rivers. All right, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up with uh, a call from uh, CT. Andy Joe, CT here in Seattle. Just a quick question for you. Uh, a couple nights ago, I saw Yurkic for uh, Portland, the Blazers, just snap his leg. Looks very nasty. I hate that kind of watching that kind of stuff, but it's like a car wreck you can't look away. Uh, not good. But uh, what's the worst injury in sports history that you that we've seen? Like, uh, I know there was some guy that died during a football game, but that was like in 1918 or something. That doesn't really count. But, like, like I think the one that comes to my mind is Kevin Ware, the Louisville basketball player, where his, like, foot was falling off, and you could see, like, his tibia and tibia bones or radius and ulna bones, whatever those bones in your leg are, uh, just, like, right there. That was straight nasty. Uh, but, guys, yeah, what's the worst injury uh, in sports? Thanks. I didn't watch the Nurkic injury. I don't like to watch it if I can avoid it. Yeah, it was the tough. Kevin Ware one. It was tough. Was the Kevin Ware one in the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Because they replayed the shit out of that. That one. was the year Louisville uh, beat Michigan, if I recall. I could be incorrect. That I think it was the year they beat Michigan. In the that tournament. one was fucking bad and gross. Yeah, and, and Kevin Ware is right was up there. Uh, wasn't there a guy in the Bears recently whose fucking foot turned around, where he was doing the fucking the Tootsie Pop Owl, where his like foot was looking backwards? 
Wasn't it? Was it a Bears guy? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Zach Miller. He got his hit. His that one was gross too. I almost fucking puked when I watched that. I mean, one. The Alex Smith one was pretty bad. Alex Smith one was bad. Theismann was bad. Um, dude, the bone when the bone comes. That's it. All like right. I don't even want to think about that's this. That's the max one. Oh, oh Which one? Is, that, is that Miller? Aaron. No, this is, this is Kevin Ware. This is oh, the all-timer. I, I'm glad oh, I don't have my glasses my on. God. Is it, can, can you see bone? Yeah, oh, the bone's out. Yeah. Oh. I'm glad I don't have my glasses on. Uh, I get, so. Savage. Here's here's my uh, answer for this. Uh, um, That's just, it's just max. That's like, when your bone's out, that's the grossest it can be. So. Everyone where the bone came out is tied for one. <laughs> They're all tied for first place. Once your bone comes through your skin, you you share the gold medal for grossest injury of all time. That's my official stance on this. But I mean, let, let's be let's be real. All these injuries. Yeah, my bone was out, and now my bone is out again. And you're <laughs> going to suck it, or else you are going to die, you sex slave whore. You're like, whoa, guys. All these injuries are lame because all, we're doing a lot of basketball players in the '90s. They were so much tougher. <laughs> Bill Lambeer actually broke his he, – he was holding his femur in, in one hand, and he continued to play a full playoff game with the Pistons against the Bulls. And not only that, he used it as a weapon against Michael Jordan, who, I mean, forget the fact that he was being hand-checked the whole game, yeah. but femur-checked. He was, they didn't. They, did, they uh, didn't change the rules of femur checking until 1996. In fact, little known fact about that game: Lambier then left uh, the old palace at Auburn Hills and then went and played uh, racquetball and used the femur to yeah. hit the ball. A lot of people don't know yeah. that uh, Vinny the microwave Johnson was using oh, yeah. Bill Lambier's uh, femurs like they were nutshells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting Michael Jordan yeah. as he came through the lane. Yeah, a lot of these guys were a lot tougher back then. A lot tougher. A lot tougher. A lot tougher back then. By the way, that'll never that'll never uh, end. No. I got into an argument uh, last week with somebody about that. The NBA being tougher in the 90s? People said, why are you getting angry? I said, why are you getting stupid? What? what, what I don't know if I can say it yet. I'll say it next episode, but I'm probably going to be on a, a daytime talk show this week. We taped last week, and uh, we you have a lot of downtime before you go on air. And there was a lot of discussion in the green room. And that was one of them. The NBA was tougher in the 90s. That it was so much tougher and hand-checking. And I just said... Hand-checking. I just said... Look it up, guys. They've been hand-checking in the uh, 70s. I, I just said, we, we, we can't have this discussion. I'm going to murder you guys before we go on air. In fact, in fact, I told I told a couple of the girls who worked in the show. They said, they said, Do you, they said you're getting so worked up. I said, yeah, I don't think I can go on TV right now. Like, this, this is... This is Get Bill Plashke in here. We, we're going to change this to a sports segment. I, my favorite thing about the, the the Bad Boys Pistons one is just like pulling any Getty image of Bill Lambeer and putting it next to like an NBA player from today. And be like, this this is this guy? This is the guy? This is the guy? <laughs> this is the guy? This is the guy that was like wrecking shop in the fucking NBA. Have you ever seen? You can't find a picture of Bill Lambeer where he looks tough. It's not possible. You can't find one of him where he looks tough. And that doesn't mean, by the way, I love... By the way, Bill. I'm not joking. Bill Lambeer looks exactly how I feel when I'm like, dude, you got to work out. Like, this is... You're getting gross, man. Like, when I look him in the mirror, I'm like, you, dude, you got to run more. You got to start stepping up your cardio. Getting yeah. a little fucking thick in the waist. You're almost 40. Got a little bit of a dad bod going. 
That's exactly how every picture of Bill Lambeer looks. Bill Lambeer looks how I look in the mirror when I hate myself. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, Bill Lambeer in his prime NBA days on the court looks how I look with body dysmorphia. Where I'm like, dude, you got to diet. A cabbage soup, I heard you could lose 10 pounds in a week. That's how Bill Lambeer looked all the time. It's just, it's just, again, it's like, I love your thing. And I'm spreading this, by the way. I was spreading this Friday night out. When people start, people love I'm basically taking your thing and running with it. When people start dissing facts and, and like reality, they're all flat earthers. Yeah. And, and I tell people, like I was telling people that Friday night at the bar, I was like, when somebody starts, you just, you just call them flat earthers. Yeah. You just, just because you that's that sphere. And by the way, I'm bummed we missed the uh the flat earther parade or whatever it was oh yeah Did you say there was a flat earther meetup in venice beach flatters yeah flatter day it was flatter day last week yeah my brother wanted to go and hang with the flat earth crew that would have been fun okay well those are the calls 310-359-8365 is our hotline and uh drop us a uh a call let me know what's on your mind prano is headed to alaska guys that's right it's very exciting He's going to head uh, the, to the Great White North. The Great White North. He's going to go white fang that shit. That's right. Hopefully, we don't put up a wall between us and Canada before I get back. Uh, yeah, I'll be in Alaska. I mean, I definitely have shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you're in Alaska, uh, go to my website and you can see where all my shows are. It's the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to go to Nature Reserve. Going to go go explore the great state of Alaska. Checking one off my list. Uh, and then I'm back here. JoePrano.com for all my shows. At JoePrano on Instagram. At Fix Your Life on Twitter. Tweet at me. Follow me. Do all that stuff. Do all the things. Yeah. You guys know what to do. At Andy Ruther for me, all things social media. At The Dirty Sports for all of our stuff. And uh, I'm sending out some more koozies tomorrow. Thank you for everybody who sent screenshots using any of our promo codes. Uh, and again, guys, that, that applies for any of our sponsors, not just SeatGeek. So, um, and same thing for iTunes reviews. All righty. That is the show. Oh, I know Aaron wanted to get a plug in for his, his Twitter feed. Yeah, the, uh, the Dirty Sports intern... Twitter account is active and up and running. Um, so if you guys can follow me at DS Interns, uh, and the handle is still, or the, the title is still Torched with Wolves, um, give me a follow. I'm uh, making use of that. Uh, already, the over under per week is set at three tweets. And, he, and he's like heckling me, and I'm like, dude, I, I don't need this shit. You know, he's putting out Twitter polls about if I, if I don't make the Cincinnati race time, what my braces should look like. I, mean, I love it. I, mean, I love I, it. I mean, I'm not, I mean, come on, Aaron. Fuck what, what, yeah, what we, Aaron. Aaron, what are we have, doing here? You have my support. What are we Appreciate doing here? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to, you know, do it for uh, content. Yeah, for content. Content you know? is king, as content. I think somebody here said yeah, at con- some point. Content is king. It's like, I don't have to Twitter rape you. I don't need to. Okay, guys. That is the show. Again, we will be back Wednesday night with the one and only Tug Coker. Prano will be in Alaska. All right, Dirt Balls. Enjoy the episode. Have a great week and stay dirty.